In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, you might care to hit the subscribe button. Remember us in a special way in your prayers. Uh, keep some um, positive, constructive comment coming. And maybe even throw us a few quid via Patreon or PayPal. Fourth Sunday of Advent. Past Gaudete and almost there. Nearly at the Feast of Christmas. I'm very struck by that first reading from uh, Micah 5 where he addresses Bethlehem Ephrata, least of the clans of Judah. Out of you will come the one who is to rule us. And he goes on to say, and he will be himself pure peace. The word Bethlehem, the name, comes from um, two Hebrew words. Lechem, um, meaning um, bread, and bait, meaning house. One of the things I love in the scriptures is the way in which God archly leaves hints through the scriptures of what he's going to do or illuminating what he has done. I love, I love the way you see that in the scriptures again and again, even in the name Bethlehem. Uh, another one is the which doesn't occur in that reading is is the name Nazareth, which it has been pointed out the Jewish root of it is is Nazar a, a shoot, but uh, you you also had the um, the Nazarites, of whom I think Samson was one, who were Jews uh, Jewish males who had a special vow to live in a very, very austere way as a servant of God. This, this constant play on words, this constant, God is making use of the tremendous imagination and facility of the Jewish poets and writers. This constant play on names. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's like you can hear him whispering to you. Some of the, the scriptural textual critics will be sneering at me, but let them sneer. Let them sneer. I can hear the angels whisper in words like Bethlehem. And then we come to the gospel. I think I've said this before, but you have that wonderful scene in the gospel where uh, is it Scott Hahn brings this uh, very much out in his book on the uh, on Christmas on on the 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 infancy narrative? Um, Joseph Ratzinger, as he then was, has as a as a book also on the on that area. The wonderful uh, allusion, if you like, to the Old Testament, when Mary meets Elizabeth up her cousin in the hill country. Right, and she goes up into the hill country. She goes, she goes up into the hill country, as one goes up to Jerusalem. Yeah, because up is towards divinity. It's 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 interesting. 
And the child in Elizabeth's womb kicks, leaps. Elizabeth says, for joy. You know, the way the pregnant woman will tell you a child does. Because Mary is carrying, she's the Theotokos, she's the God-bearer, she's carrying God, Jesus. John's cousin is in her womb. God himself. And the child leaps for joy. And it's the, the, the illusion is haunting to the dancing of David before the Ark of the Covenant in Kings. It's, 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 just, it's just wonderful. It's, I, 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 can't, I can't emphasize too strongly again, especially as we come to Christmas. You can't read the New Testament without the Old. And the Old Testament has no fulfillment without the new. The hero hasn't come on stage. It's like uh, Hamlet without the prince. Yeah, the hero hasn't come on stage until the New Testament. But he's whispered about, he's talked about the house of bread. All these, these hints, these this, this treasure hunt, if you like, the littered clues through the Old Testament. The veil stays intact in one sense, in that our freedom is left intact, God coyly retreats before us, and yet is constantly whispering to us. And what I want you to very much be thinking about now as we come up to Christmas is that you enjoy Christmas for his sake. Everyone is, when people criticise the way we, we celebrate Christmas, they'll say, oh, well, it's so materialistic. Well, we are material. We're physical. And, oh, it's all about, the, you know, the big Christmas dinner. What's wrong with the big dinner? Big dinner is a celebration. The problem with the big dinner is where the guest of honour is being ignored. There's no problem with a big dinner as long as the guest of honour is given his due. The bridegroom has arrived. Have the dinner. Have a lovely celebration. Oh, it's all about the presents. And since when have we a problem as Catholics with giving each other presents, you know, within appropriate boundaries? I mean, what's, what's the issue there if the, if the present is given in the name, in the name of God in love? You give presents to people you love. They're a sign of love. Instead of not giving presents, because that would diminish our celebration at Christmas, why don't you give the best present of all to the most important person at Christmas, which is our Lord Jesus Christ? Why don't you take one area of life where you are cheating him and stop cheating? What do I mean by that? You see, we're always saying, oh Lord, I give you my life, but I take that bit back, I need it for the moment. Okay, or, uh, you know, and before you know it, I, I, which Jane Austen novel is it where, you know, the, the man dies and he asks his son, he binds his son on his deathbed to look after his, um, it's his second wife, I think, and their children. And 
he's saying, well, you know, I'll, I'll give them so many thousand pounds a year so they, they can live a refined life. And then his wife weighs in and it becomes a thousand pounds and then it becomes 500 pounds and then it becomes... Well, then at the end, they're perfectly well able to do without anything. Why give them anything? What they have is perfectly enough to live on. We do that with our lives. I give you my life, Lord. Well, I give you my life except for that. I give you my life except for this. Why not give our Lord Jesus Christ a wonderful present this Christmas? Why not dance before the ark? Make a fool of yourself a bit. Take a chance. Take a risk. Invest. All these images are from the New Testament. Take one area of your life. Maybe you're drinking too much. Stop drinking altogether. I don't know. Maybe you have a problem with chastity. Tackle it. Maybe you're too fond of money. Tackle it. Give more money to the poor. Do something. Give our Lord Jesus Christ a present this Christmas. Now remember in terms of giving to the poor, whenever you gave a glass of water, wasn't it, to someone in my name, you gave it to me. Yeah? What about the Vincent de Paul this Christmas? Give a gift to the Christ child. I, I, I'm just suggesting ways in which instead of going round with a poe face on you, uh, despising Christmas, you celebrate Christmas, but celebrate it the way it's meant to be celebrated. This is the birthday of our Lord. Dance before the ark. Come laden down with presents for Christ. Oh, well, God doesn't need presents. Uh, well, when haven't you been given presents that you didn't need? Well, your, your little kid comes in and gives you a present. Did you need that, that truly uh, taste-defying tie? Did you need that tie? Did you need those socks? It's the love that they're given with. Give some presents to the Lord this Christmas. Dance before him. He who comes to you, living bread from the house of bread. Happy Christmas. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.